joining us. I hope that y'all were able to catch the National Day of Prayer, prayer that just premiered on Facebook. If you have not been able to go check that out after this broadcast, go hop on over because it was really powerful. Yes. It was great. The voice, the booming voice says yes as well. <laughs> Make sure that as you are hopping on that you say hello to us, comment, tell us who you are, where you're watching from, so that way we can say hello to you too. If you don't comment, then i it's not guaranteed I'll be able to say hi to you. Look or who we'll we're, say hi to you. Look who we have today. <gasps> yeah, not just me. Look who's here. Yay. She's <laughs> pretty. Awesome. <laughs> we're excited to have you here with us. Share the broadcast. It's going to be a good one. Also, I'm not sponsored by Glory Beans today, but big shout out to Glory Beans for keeping me caffeinated through the day. <laughs> Y'all, we have a great episode in store for you. But, I, okay, not but, I mean, it's not a but, it's just an addendum to what's happening here in the broadcast. We have two memes, and then Marky and I have a very exciting announcement to make very <laughs> quickly. So, our two memes of the day come from pastors. So we're going to put up the first one, and then the second one, and then I have a speech to make. Very quick speech. I need you to explain this one, Pastor Nicole, because this is yours, and I don't agree with it, so... <laughs> Because that is a horrific song, <laughs> and it's horrible. So action gives consequence. This is the consequence for that horrid action. 2020 is punishment for making Old Town Road a number one song. <laughs> I, and that's why Pastor Nicole needed to explain it. This mm -hmm. one is Pastor Brian's first day back at school <laughs> after lockdown. That was funny. <laughs> That one made me laugh out loud. <laughs> These are our two memes of the day. You can come back to me for a moment. If you've been watching this week, you know my very, very, you know, gentle, humble opinion that memes are not funny, have, have not been funny for a while. It, I feel like the lockdown has, has sucked them of their funniness. But Marky and I have a movement. Are you, are you ready to be part of the movement, everybody? 
we, we invite you to join us in our campaign to make memes great again. Sponsored by MMGA Inc. <laughs> approved by Barrett Nauer and Monkey Dumpy. And we so, support this message. Are you a 17-year-old kid that likes playing Minecraft in your mom's basement? Hey, Sweden, <laughs> over on Periscope. Hello. Do you have an innate sense of humor that you would like to bring levity? Your country needs you. Your people need you. The world needs you. Let's make some quality memes again. If you would like to join this movement, see us. We can make t-shirts. Marky was very pleased. <laughs> we have a contact for t-shirt making. That would be quite easy. Oh, Marky, we can get t-shirts made. Yes. And hats. <laughs> I like that this is my version of being political. Okay, everybody, <laughs> let's make memes great again. <laughs> We're excited to have you on the broadcast. I'm going to say hi to people, and I'm going to balance on my coffee right now. It's going to be great. Um, okay, I see... Mark Presley, Abigail Wright, Jan, Miss Jan, Mr. Chris, who is awesome. Um, pastors are both here. George, my husband. Holly says hello. Becca is on. She says hi. Johnny says hello. Dixie says hi. <coughs> hi, y'all. Purple Heart signed affectionately. Nicole, not Brian. Dixie <laughs> Bell says great prayers. Julie says hello. You look blurry. Um, we will look at that. Natalie says hello. I think hello. it's probably her connection. I checked it. We look okay. good. We I look mean, you good. look good. Thanks. I look good. You hear that one? Yeah, it's clear on here. <laughs> Kimberly Howard laughs at, I am assuming everybody's laughing at me. Hey, Tanya Louder. <laughs> Deb says yes. I, if you would like to join this movement, let us know. Join the movement. We can make t-shirts. It'll be great. <laughs> we can make t-shirts. I love how the validity of our movement is whether or not we have t-shirts. As I was making that graphic today, I'm like, well, you know, look at what good use my graphic skills are going, are going <laughs> to be used for. <laughs> the gospel, Photoshop, and making memes great again. What are you doing? I'm having to clean off my iPad real quick because I've got six-year-old snack fingers all over it. He uses my iPad for schoolwork, and I'm trying to see, and it's like fingerprint, 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 fingerprint. And before my husband looks over and goes, oh, my gosh, I just went ahead and fixed it. All I saw was Pastor Nicole, like, breathing. Oh, yeah. I, iPad I, know. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> she put the camera back over here on us right as I'm going. <laughs> it's like, Welcome to the family, everybody. Yeah. Seriously, thank you for being here today. It's going to be a great episode. If you haven't yet, share the broadcast or somebody that you know that needs to hear what's about to be shared. And we have Pastor Nicole. Like, it's an exciting day. It's when a good Pastor day. When Pastor Nicole comes, it's always great. It's Friday It's always Eve. great either way. That sounded like I was showing a bias. And I do have one because I love you. Well, but thanks. I'm excited that you're here. Thanks. <laughs> I love you, too. Well, let's jump in. Everybody uh, share the broadcast, and uh, we welcome you. It's going to be great. Uh, oh, Deb said it's a valid method. T-shirts has the scientific analysis of food yesterday. Did you enjoy our food broadcast yesterday? I, I forgot. Oh, you forgot something. She's coming back. Okay. I need to issue a public apology to Ashley Milton because I have gotten so many Instagram messages about the amount of candy she's consumed because of our broadcast yesterday. 
if what? you fell into temptation because of our broadcast, I am <laughs> deeply sorry. I am repentant if that caused you to sin. However, I bet the chocolate tasted good as you were eating it. She was eating sea salt chocolate. <gasps> or no, sea salt caramel chocolate. Oh, sure. that is some of the best. Y'all, I, I found... Sea salt caramel and chocolate. When I, on my way home last night, I stopped into the gas station to get gummy worms because we had talked about it for two hours. <laughs> Abigail, as Yuck. soon as the broadcast was over, went to the gas station and got popcorn and gummy worms. Yuck, that's So I know good. what happened. If you, if you consumed lots of junk food yesterday or some junk food because of the broadcast... Just put a hand up in the comments. It's important to, you know, confess things to the elders, and you've got some elders here. So if you just need to let the world know, yeah, I did it. That was me. Ashley has a picture of her sea salt caramels <laughs> that she tagged us in and yes. says, I'm still blaming Barrett Nauer and Pastor Brian Wright. <laughs> I'll mm. take the blame because... I'll if, take the candy. If I you caused give you, them the blame. Yeah, if I caused you to have sea salt caramels, it's not a bad thing to be blamed for, I mean. I reposted that on mine and told her that sharing or blaming and not sharing is not nice. Yeah. So <laughs> sharing like is caring. Blame, That's our motto. We will receive that seed into the ministry and into our lives if you would like to share that with Think us. Think about the harvest upon sea salt caramel. Mm -hmm. And it's good ground. Like we're good ground to sow that into. Amen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> good ground to sow Amen. it into. <laughs> now I'm done. I promise I'm out. At least Ashley Goodbye. chooses good candy, not the gummy worm mess. Whatever. Ugh. That's not good, Candy. I really hate I missed the broadcast yesterday. Y'all work was redonkulous. I thought I was out, but you pulled me back in. <laughs> it was so crazy. I really wanted to see it. I got to see it a little bit this morning before work revved up. I'm on my lunch hour with y'all. I'm having lunch plus with y'all today. But sea salt caramel and dark chocolate is super good. Three Musketeers, the bomb diggity. Big on chocolate, not on fats. And as far as chip goes, it's totally Cool Ranch Doritos all the way. Absolutely. Everything else that they mentioned, not good. Gummy stuff, caramel, not good. Caramel, I said sea salt caramel and dark chocolate. Any caramel, really, as long as it's real caramel, none of that fake mess. And I did see Priscilla's um, message that said something about it being bad for your teeth, but God created all good things. So I'm just, I'm just going to leave that right there. Yeah, he can give new teeth. I mean, I'm thinking if you brush your teeth and you floss your teeth and you swish with Listerine, you should be good. Yeah. That's all I got to say about that. Pastor's, pastor's over here. I was reposting. Reposting Ashley Melton's Ashley's, yeah. sea salt caramel post. <laughs> we love you, Ashley. We do love you. All right, so hey, drop in the comments right now where you are watching from. And I saw over on Periscope, Hammerstrand, he's watching from Switzerland, so awesome. Look at all the hands that ate junk food. I see them. That's awesome. That's great. <laughs> so we are talking about the man who would be king, and I'm so glad that you're here today. I've been looking forward to having you back. Thanks for letting me come back. You're welcome. <laughs> I don't know what I did last time that got such a long extension. I was only invited back for this episode. I'll try to behave this time. It had nothing to do with me, actually. <laughs> it didn't. 
It's been excellent. My company has recently merged with another company. We've gone through multiple changes and system changes and personnel changes and all, and a beer virus, not to mention. So it's been a little bit uh, wide open. Yeah. Not, not to mention homeschooling a six-year-old. Yeah. I'm beginning to understand when my mom says, I'm going to change my name. I'm not mama anymore. I've started to understand why. <laughs> mama, 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 mama. <laughs> like, oh. I foresee uh, bills passed in Congress to raise teachers' pay after this. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's not necessarily a prophetic word. I just got a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> the teachers have done a great job in Stanley County. We appreciate Amen. all they've done. I know Oakboro um, has some phenomenal teachers that have stayed in touch with their students yeah. and helped them and been at the ready whenever we've needed it. And we appreciate the school teachers and all they're doing to help during this time. Yeah. So we welcome you to uh, this series. We've been in the series for almost four weeks now, The Man Who Would Be King. And what we're talking about is anybody that's called to be a leader, which is pretty much anybody in uh, the body of Christ, yeah. anybody, and anybody can be. Uh, one of the things that we've found is that uh, in, uh, we found that in the, the world, the things that actually work, the things that succeed uh, is this, whatever God said. So a lot of times what we found, I remember one of the stories that we had was uh, we had kind of avoided some of the corporate leadership, mm -hmm. structure, and teaching because we didn't want to bring the world into the church. And then the Lord connected us with Pastor J.B. Whitfield and uh, uh, Pastor Chris DiCiaccio. And very quickly, they started going through scripture after scripture of leadership principles. And what we found was that the reason it worked in the world was because its foundation and base was in the Bible the whole time. And so many people are called to be leaders. They're called to be kings, presidents, CEOs, shift supervisors. They're called to be good employees and leaders of the people around them. They're called to be Sunday school teachers, ministers. They're called to be servant leaders. Yeah. Uh, they're called to make disciples, which means if they make disciples then they're leading people right. in, in that discipline. And they're called to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Now, <laughs> the thing is, God will give somebody a gift that is supernatural, and the Bible teaches us that that gift will make room for them. In other words, they will make, that gift will make a place for them. It will, it will create space for the person to move in and utilize those gifts. But... If a person's not given to leadership principles, character principles, yeah. the fruit of the Spirit, if they don't, aren't given to that, even though the gift makes room for them, their character will not hold them in that position. And that's how we see people fall many times or never reach what they're called to. Yeah. And so how do we develop that character? Well, the first thing we've got to do is we've got to see what does God say about these right. principles and so we've been examining the life of King Saul and the life of 
King David. And uh, one of the things about King David, you know, Saul was anointed, but he lost that very quickly. Mm -hmm. David is mentioned in the very first verse of the gospel of Jesus Christ as part of the lineage of Jesus. How big right. is that? How great was he to be mentioned in the very first verse of the New Testament in, the, in a part of who Jesus is? That's a, that's a big testimony. And so what you see is that David went through a period of time, three different periods of time, basically. Uh, he was an unknown shepherd boy. And then Saul was trying to destroy him and kill him. Kill him. And he went to the wilderness. That's where we're at now. And then you see the time where he's on the throne. Right. And so today we're in 1 Samuel chapter 20. And we're looking at how Saul is now trying to kill uh, King Saul is trying to kill David, even though David is anointed and has nothing against him. But yet, David and Jonathan are entering into a covenant, God-given relationship. They are friends on a heavenly level. And uh, we see that covenant established in this chapter. Mm -hmm. And so, in 1 Samuel chapter 20... I'd like for you uh, actually to read that, and then we'll just pause where we need to to take a look at it. In order to move to the places where God is able to fully utilize what we are called to and gifted to do, we must go into the Word and we must see the, the items of godliness, character, fruit of the Spirit, and we must make those a part of ourselves. We can't just amen it. No, we need to apply effort to it right. and study to show ourselves approved so that we can be who God called us to be. Otherwise, we're taking what's been given to us and we're casting it to the side. And we're not called to do that. We're, we're called to actually draw uh, the things of God to us and be who he's called us to be. So uh, before we read, do you have anything to add to that? No, I mean, you pretty much covered you know what I was thinking. It's... You know, I love the story of David. Um, I read somewhere a quote one time talking about David. It's, you know, God qualifies the called. You know, he was somebody who was unseen. I mean, his own family didn't even think to mention him. Um, you know, when they were talking about who was going to fight Goliath, it's like, oh, yeah, I've got another one out there somewhere. You know, his own family yeah. didn't even really think about him. But God, you know, we say that a lot in this church, but God. Yes. It's not... It's not what we see. It's not what others sees. It's what God sees. It's what God says. And, you know, it's like you were saying, we can amen it all day, but that doesn't mean squat diddly if we don't apply and utilize the word, put it to action. You know, yes. amen means so be it. But if your action isn't coming in line with the amen. It's believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. Yes. Well, if you believe in your heart, the amen you're confessing, then your actions are going to line up with the word. And so we have to, you know, we can look in here and say, wow, what an awesome story. Yeah, those are great qualities of a leader, great characters, amen. But then we go out and we live like ladder saw and all we care about is what we look like and what people think of us instead of looking at the word. You know, Saul was an anointed man of God. You know, the, the call of God is without repentance. God wanted him to prosper and to be mighty and to be loved. 
um, because he's a representative of God. Yeah. But Saul got his eyes off of God and put it on himself. And the moment it's God that leads us to triumph. It's God that leads us to success. It's God that raises us up. So when we take our eyes off of God, we have nowhere to go but down. And, you know, and that's what Saul did. And so we have to look in here and find the, find the characters, find the quality, find the leading you know, the leading is in his word. That is our easy button. And when we, when we find the word of God and we apply it in action, we will see that promotion come about. And it doesn't matter if you're a burger flipper or a CEO. You know, David was in the field forgotten by his family, tending sheep. You know, I mean, at least with burgers, people are going, man, this is a good sandwich. You know, this is so yummy. Give my give my regards to the chef. Nobody was thinking of David. Nobody yeah. was sending regards, but God. So it doesn't matter who you are in the world, in the kingdom, you are called, you are chosen, yeah. you are mighty, and you will see that promotion as you look to God and you keep your eyes off him. The moment you start thinking about self, you need to go, oh, wait, not I, but him. Not me, but God. Because when we look to Him, we find ourselves in so much higher places. Amen. Amen. So you're, you have a calling. You know, people that are in the kingdom of God, we have a calling. And we have something that God is drawing us to. But, you know, we know not everybody hits those places. No. Most people don't. The word kind of throws it out there like this. Many are called, but few are chosen. Yeah. And so many times we don't see the things that we need to be seeing in our life because we have not given ourselves to the things of God. But if we will give ourselves to the things of God, That's God it. will empower us to do the things we don't even think we can do yet. Uh, for example, like people, they think, well, I don't want to pray for patience because I don't know if I can handle it. <laughs> Pray for it. God will empower you to handle it and grow beyond that. So things we don't even think we can handle, God will empower you if yes. you'll make yourself available. Amen. And th that's a beautiful thing. So let's start reading 1 Samuel 20 and verse 1. 1 Samuel 20, verse 1. All right. Then David fled. How do you say that, please? Naoth. Sure. We're just going to go with it. If I jack up the pronunciations... You walk in love and forgiveness, so there you go. I can look at it because I've gone by it about five times now, and I'm I'm I meant to look it up, and I didn't do it. Well, you look it up. I think I'll look it up. Nyath. We'll say that. Nyath. Nyath. Okay. Because N-A-I wouldn't that be like Nye? Wow. Nalvith. Yeah, that ain't nope. Nalvith. Mm. -mm. Like Nal. Nal. I can do that one. Nal. Nalvith. It's there like isn't teeth. a V. It's like teeth. Yeah, but it's the original. Navith. Yep. Then David <laughs> fled from that Na place. Yep. And Rama. Like ramen noodles. <laughs> and came and said to Jonathan, What have I done? What is my iniquity? And what is my sin before your father that he is seeking my life? Like Nicole's paraphrase. Dude. What's, the, what's deal? the deal? What's wrong with your daddy? So the first thing, <laughs> what's, wrong, what's wrong with your, what's wrong with your pops? Man? He done lost his ever loving <laughs> mind. So 
one of the first things for the person who would be king is understand, and we've talked about this multiple times already, you're going to have things that try to get in your way. People that yep. will come against you. People that will lie about you. People that will do this. We've experienced this as well. A lot, actually. More than what most people know. But don't let those things hinder you. If you're called, if you're anointed, God will see you through. Amen. But know that that's going to happen. You have to learn how to, having done all, stand. Yep. All right, verse 2. He said to him, Far from it, you shall not die. Behold, my father does nothing either great or small without disclosing it to me. So why should my father hide this thing from me? It's not so. So what we see is that for David's sake, God raised up Jonathan. Yeah. And, and Jonathan said, I won't let it happen. See, and now notice we're not just talking about the leadership of David, but we're also talking about the leadership of Jonathan. Where are the people? that are called to protect an anointing. Yeah. Where are the people who Amen. are called and diligent? Yeah. Because a lot of people recognize the call to protect an anointing, but very few people follow through with it for months and yeah. years and decades. Yeah. Most of the time, people go to a place, mm -hmm. they become uh, familiar with the leader, and then they drop that honor res and respect and esteem, and they drop the protection of it, and that's how they move out of this place. But what do we see with Jonathan? He, the leader in John, Jonathan, the godliness in Jonathan, upheld his honor and protection of the anointing. Even though Jonathan was never going to be king, he was not king now. He was the king's son. But he, even with David, he saw himself as one, David, I'll protect you. Yeah. I will protect you. He said, no, it'll never happen because he'll tell me and I will <laughs> let you know. Right. He, now understand, he knows and he recognizes that his father is doing and thinking ungodly things. Mm -hmm. And so now many people would say, well, you got to follow what you know, the government says. He's the king. You got to follow what mm -hmm. your dad says because he's family. Jonathan says, no, this is godliness standing up and saying, no, what he's asking me to do is counter character yeah. of God counter character. He may be my father, he may be king, but it goes against the commandment and the heart and the nature of God. I will not do it. I will and recognize the anointing was on David. That was God's hand yeah. on David. Jonathan recognized where the hand of the Lord was and says, I will uphold that. Amen. This is huge yeah. points. So where are the people that will uphold the anointing, protect the anointing, esteem the anointing, not just for a few months, mm -mm. but for life. This is very important. We, yeah. must, we must understand that. It's like what we say, where are the people that are willing to do the right thing for long periods of yes. time? Yes, yes. You know, and this kind of, it's funny to me, I'm quoting VeggieTales, but um, you know, there's, a, there's a VeggieTale, and I don't remember which one it was, but it says, you know, you've got to be willing to stand, even if you're standing alone. Yes. You know, stand up for what's right, even if it feels like you're standing alone. Be willing to do the right thing for long periods of time. Yes. No matter what you see, no matter what you feel, because no matter what you see or feel, if you know the word, you know he's already told you, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Yes. So you know you're not by yourself. You know, Jonathan 
it, it could look and feel like I'm going against my daddy, but he wasn't. He was standing for the yes. word of God. He was standing for the anointing of God for long periods of time, no matter what it looked like or what it felt like, because he knew what was right. Amen. I see uh, Pastor Wale Anasita from Nigeria. I love you. It's so good to see you. And uh, we're praying for you and lifting you up. And uh, I believe truly, Pastor, the Lord has connected us. And I'm excited to see what he has for the future. So let's continue on here. Verse 3. Verse 3 says, Yet David vowed again, saying, Your father knows well that I have found favor in your sight. And he has said, Do not let Jonathan know this, or he will be grieved. But truly, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, there is hardly a step between me and death. Then Jonathan said to David, Whatever you say, I will do for you. Well, stop right there. Yeah. yeah. Amen. That's, that's doing what's right, no matter what you see or feel. That's standing and protecting the anointing. That's the heart of a servant, the heart of love. Yeah. Yeah. There, we have to get, you know, one of the things I think that we've missed is we, we have no conviction in our life yeah. anymore. We have no um, loyalty in these ways. Our society has really moved away from loyalty. It's moved away from conviction. I was talking to uh, somebody yesterday, doesn't go to our church, but goes to another church. And they said, how, you know, how is it that the divorce rate is basically the same? You know, in the church and outside the church, I said, well, we've allowed our thinking to really become what I, what I call a keep the receipt thinking. Yeah. So, and nobody goes to the store anymore and makes a true decision. They always keep the receipt basically in case they change their mind. Right. Not because the product was bad, but because they didn't make a good decision. Mm -hmm. They didn't make a quality commitment and decision. But what you see here in Jonathan as a leader is you see that he's saying, look, I'm going to be loyal to you, David. I recognize the hand of God on yeah. your life. And I recognize that my king and my father isn't walking in the hand of God. I recognize that. And so I'm going to be loyal to what God is doing. Many times as leaders, we need to make sure that we are uh, walking in the fullness of what God's called us to do, but we're convicted and loyal to it, yes. not just for a season. Anybody can have a flash fire. In other words, there's a fire. I mean, you give about anybody, they can create a small flash fire in a pan at home. Right. Just start cooking some oil and don't tend to it, and you'll have a flash fire. It can cause a bigger one, but a lot of times you can have a fire that comes up quickly and goes out. We're not called to do that. We're called to be hot and not, not cold and not lukewarm. We're called to be on fire for God. We're called to do great and mighty things. And you see here in Jonathan, a great leader, that he is loyal. He's loyal. So, amen. Amen. Did you see she told us to go to the other camera? No, I'm not looking at them. <laughs> I'm just looking at cameras. I was looking at that camera. I saw you were looking straight on. I was like, that's really funny. <laughs> oh. I don't even know where to look now. now. She's hey, just we need, it we need to get our little ping pong balls back. I'm so used well, to the connection show. We had ping pong balls that lit up and you knew where to you knew where to look. I know. People are thinking I'm crazy. I'm not crazy, y'all. 
<laughs> I mean, well, that, don't, that don't mean we, I'm not crazy, but <laughs> it's not the way we used to do it. No, it's it's important to be a person of commitment. You know, it's everything we do should be everything we do should be as unto the Lord. Yeah. So if you're, you know, you're talking about divorce, so let's just use that marriage. You need to follow the leading of God. If the leading of God says marry this person, you marry this person. Let's say you didn't know Jesus. You're married. Yeah. You've made a commitment. So now you keep your focus and you are the spouse as unto the Lord. And divorce is not even a word that's allowed to be said. It's not even a word that's allowed to pop up in your head. Yeah. Because you wouldn't no sooner walk away from Jesus, would you? Right. You know, well, you made a commitment before the eyes of God till death do us part. We say, I do, for better or worse, sickness and health, till death do us part. But then it's like, oh, I just don't feel these warm and fuzzies anymore. You know, I just don't feel like I love you. Love is a choice and a commitment. I'm sure there are days during this coronavirus when pastor has walked out and I'm in my bathrobe at 10 o'clock and my hair's in a messy bun and looking all kind of crazy, sitting there at work. And he's like, oof, that's not all put together. He may not feel woman fuzzy right then, but he gets to make the choice. I'm going to love her with bed head and morning breath the same way I do when she's got her smelly good perfume on. I'm going to love her the days that she drives me crazy the same way I love her the days she drives me crazy. You know, it's a choice. It's a commitment. And we've got to do everything in life that way. If you make a commitment to be planted where God's called you to be planted, you don't move yeah. just because you ain't feeling it today. I hadn't felt it for the last month. You know, pastor's given a testimony before. Well, we didn't feel it either. And God said, well, if you're so holy, then pray for the people. You yeah. know, if you don't feel like you love your spouse, if you don't feel like you're receiving anything from the place that God has planted you, then pray. Yeah. You know, now yeah. if, you know, if he wants you to know something, he'll tell you if you need to move because maybe you aren't planted where he told you to be planted. You planted yourself where great grand grand grandpappy planted himself. And so that's just what they always did. So that's what you always done. And suddenly you wake up and realize that this wasn't where I was called to be planted. God will tell you. But if God doesn't move you, you don't move. You yeah. are only to be moved by the leading of the Holy Spirit, nothing else. Yeah. Commitment will bring, it's doing good for long periods of time, refusing to grow weary and well-doing because you know no matter what you see, no matter what you feel, the Word of God is true. And yes. when you walk in obedience to His Word, His blessings will come upon you. It's imperative that you do that. You know, if you love your family, like spouses, you love your kids, so obedience into yeah. your family by sowing obedience into God. It is something that is to be said for commitment and loyalty today. And it's just, you know, obviously it's a button, but uh, you know, we just, we've seen so many people that have been planted in a place, not just in Boomerang, but in a body yeah. and have chosen, well, I'm just not feeling it anymore and walk away. 
and not long after, their life looks like yeah. hell in a handbasket. I mean, it looks like everything fell apart. Why? But so many, you know, people are going, well, it's not just because they left church. No, it's not just because they left church. It's because they stepped out from under the obedience of God and they removed themselves out from under the hand of His protection and His anointing because they thought they knew better than God. If you love your family, you need to make sure that when you make a commitment to God, be it work, school, church, yeah. friendships, marriage, stay committed. It's for your benefit and your family's benefit and for the kingdom of God's benefit. And that's what we're seeing here in, yeah. in Jonathan is that he was loyal to David. He was loyal to the connection that yes. God had made. God made a connection. He said, I'm going to honor that God connection. I'm going to honor that anointing yeah. that God has placed in our life. And so, Imagine what would be different. Oh. If Jonathan would have said, I'm the king's son, yeah. I don't need to protect you. You need to protect me. Yeah. Dude, do you, you better do you recognize. Know who I am? Yeah. 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 Imagine how different that would be. Just one day yes. of a wrong decision would have changed everything for you and me. Yes. Yeah. So uh, let's look at it. And, and, you know, one of the things that I see is, like, for instance, here, the title of our broadcast today. The Man Who Would Be King, Part 15. <laughs> part 15. Did you go into this saying this is going to be the message for today? Like, did we start The Man Who Would Be King thinking it was a one-day no, thing? No, I, okay. I thought it was going to be like a three-day, okay. like a one-week thing. Okay. We're on week four. So, no, I... I never think it's going to be as long as it is. But as I got into it, I want you to see something. As I got into this series, the Lord, I believe he directed me quite clearly, keep going in it. It's, oh, yeah. it's very similar to when he told me to keep preaching longer on Sunday. Uh, one day he told me, and I did it for about six months, he told me, keep preaching, keep preaching. And our services were very long during that period of time. And there was a pruning. But mm -hmm. here's what I'm saying. In this, in this series, we're on part 15. It's probably going to go 25, 30 parts. I can tell you right now, it's probably going to go that far. It might not. He might, he might tell me to wrap it up, but I'm, I'm telling you, it's probably going to go there. People see that, and they're like, well, I don't want to be that disciplined. I don't want to be that diligent. Mm -hmm. And that's why they won't be the leader. Yeah. The person who would be king has to be loyal and disciplined and diligent to be that and quit making excuses for it. But you'll watch, um, even you'll watch numbers. People will not do the things that they need to do to get ahead. Mm -hmm. They won't do the, and I'm not just talking about leadership, I'm talking about in life. Yeah. We've made it a habit to not do what we need to do. We, we've made it a habit to not be disciplined. We made it a habit to not be diligent. And this is why God said, don't get weary and well-doing. I can tell the Lord is using this series mm -hmm. to weed out some people who thought they wanted to be a leader. Yeah, I can tell it. He's using the series to weed it out. And the ones who hang in, they're going to get some impartation yes. and their life will go to another level simply because of that. I can tell. That, why? Because I've seen it work like this yeah. for years. And I can sense it when the Lord's saying, drive, 
drive, drive down deep, drive into that place. I can sense it, and this is one of those series. And you got some people, they'll hang out for a couple, and then they're like, well, when they go to a new topic, I'll come back. I pretty much know what they're going to say. No, you don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what we're going to say. Right. You know, The Holy Ghost, this, when you have somebody who's led by the Holy Spirit, I may walk into a, a meeting one day, and it may be, I may walk into a session one day and think I'm going to go this direction, get in the middle of it or right before I start it, and the Holy Spirit says, don't talk on that, talk on this. And all of a sudden, we move to a place that is supernatural yeah. and powerful. And I might have thought it was going to be a, you know, kind of a week or average day, and it turns out to be just a Holy Ghost blowout of right. power and yeah. anointing. And I had no idea before, and you don't know. Unless you sit there and watch and you give yourself to grow in the kingdom of God. Give yourself to grow as a leader. And so many times the people that are still waiting on the Lord, like being a servant to the Lord, mm-hmm. like a waiter on a ta- to a table, like they're waiting, Lord, what do you want me to do? They're the ones. Yeah. Who will, that know their God and will do exploits. They'll be strengthened. You know, those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Not the ones who aren't disciplined and diligent. Not them. Not them. It's the ones who will stay there, who will go after the things of God. And, and let me just, you know, right now, you've got a bunch of people. They're looking for answers in all different kinds of places. Uh, there's people that think that they need to revolt against the government. There's people that think that they need to stay home and be quiet. There's, there's people that think all kinds of things. You know, there's, everybody has different ideas. The whole gamut, Listen, yeah. there's one thing we need. Jesus told it uh, to Martha. One thing is needful. Sit at the feet of Jesus. Yeah. It's not in our physical, worldly uh, logic. It's not in the world's philosophy. It's in Jesus. In Him, we live and move and have our being. And in meetings like this, or in uh, services like this, all of a sudden, one word can be spoken, and it changes everything on how you think. And all of a sudden, your life goes from being average and mediocre to going up and blowing out the roof with, by the power and the anointing of God. One thing, one impartation, one spiritual impartation, all of a sudden it goes up to another level. Mm-hmm. But I watch it. I watch how numbers go. I watch, watch how different people react to different things. And for example, we were just basically talking about loyalty and commitment in our covenant relationships. And I watched as soon as you got, I watched as numbers fell off as you were talking about that. But what they don't know is five minutes later, we're talking about an anointing and a power of God. But how do you get here? Because you hung on on something you thought you didn't need to know. It's so very important that people are diligent and that they are loyal to the things that God is doing and honor that. And it's a time. Let let me just tell you. Let me give you a word of what I see. I'm not going to say that this is a word of prophecy. I'm just telling you by looking on and with some experience what I see. I, I said this a while back. I said several years ago. If you want to prepare your business to be in a good place, start working on your uh, employees becoming the very best that they can at customer service. Because customer service has been lost in our society as a whole. And people are, everything's cyclical. So people are getting tired of not having that customer service. Well, here's, 
as a whole, our society has lost its loyalty, honor, and diligence, and it's going to come back around, but the people who will be on top of that will be the ones that do it now yeah. when it's not popular. Why? Because it is God. Yeah. It is the Lord. And so you're going to... The ones that right now say, I'm going to be diligent, I'm going to go after God, I'm going to be loyal, the ones who do these things, they're going to be in the prime positions so that when it swings, it's going to be like, well, how'd they get in that position? Because when nobody else was doing the right thing, you were doing the right thing. When nobody else wanted to think about honor and loyalty and commitment and diligence, you were thinking about those things. And so many times people miss the blessing of God because uh, they are not honorable and diligent like Jonathan is here. Yep. There's a major, major leadership component. And well, Pastor, why are you being so strong on that? Because it is very strongly wrecking what God has called people to do. Right. It's wrecking their destiny. And I won't sit back and watch destinies, your destinies, be wrecked by a wrong worldly societal thinking and not say something about it. In Ezekiel, it tells me this. If I'm the watchman on the wall and I see a problem and I don't announce it, I'm held responsible. Well, I'm telling you, I won't be held responsible. Yeah. Because I'm going to tell you what you need to know as a leader. And one thing we got to get across is a covenant heart and a loyalty and stop making excuses for diligence or a lack of diligence and be the person that God's called us to be. Persevere. Do the right thing for long periods of time. And you mentioned it earlier. That's a word that God said to me years ago. He said, I'm looking for people who will do the right thing for long periods of time. I'm looking for people who will do the right thing for long periods of time. And what happens when the society is moving the way it is, we're getting ready to see, we're going to come out of this lock, lockdown, we're going to come out of this, and in the next months and years, we're going to see a rise up of the things of God. But do you know who's going to be on top and God's going to be looking at saying, well done. My son, my daughter, yeah. do you know who's going to be on top of that? Are the ones who now, while it's not cool, while it's not really accepted by society, they get a covenant heart within yeah. them. They get loyalty within them. And no matter what they see or how they feel, see, a lot of people will amen this kind of preaching. But as soon as they disagree with their leader, they're gone. That's not loyalty. No, that's just agreement while you agree. Loyalty is when you disagree. Loyalty is when you don't like the message. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to sit here with my eyes open with an esteem for the message and the word of God no matter what. Loyalty and covenant of God, godly covenant, is one that understands I'm going to esteem because God has planted me in a place and he planted me for a reason. And this is the word, the daily bread word for today and I might think I don't need it, but I need it. And I need it right now. And so when you start to see that, that kind of honor and loyalty, it draws people up and they might be behind the scenes, but it's only a matter of time before they are exalted before all men. Amen. Amen. Said your piece and counted to three. Apparently so. Well, it's, it's having a heart after God. You know, that's what David yeah. did. He was a man after God's own heart. When we have a heart after God, it's, you know, the disciples said, Jesus, where would we go? 
You're everything. Yes. You have everything we need. You are everything we need. Where else would we go? Well, you can look at here and see part 15. It's like, oh, another one. Yeah. Or you can look and say, the anointing of God has been on these. If you hadn't felt the anointing of God, you need to get in the Word and find out what the anointing of God feels like because the anointing of God has obviously been on every one of these, even the ones we talk about, snacks, and what was the last one we talked about that was so funny? I don't remember. Music. M music. The anointing of God falls oh, yeah. on that stuff. And so a person after God's heart is going, man, these have been so good. Yes. There's God in these. I'm going to get it. I don't care if it's a rerun. I'm going to watch yes. it again. I mean, that'd be like going to the Word and going, oh, Samuel 20. Yeah, I read that one 13 years ago in Sunday school. I don't need to read that again. Are you stinking kidding me? <laughs> I mean, how dumb would it be for us to say, oh, yeah, I went to church once. I don't need to go again. That'd be like a husband going, you know, telling his wife, I told you I loved you on the wedding day. If anything changes, I'll let you know. You mean we hear that and go, Rebuke received. What a jerk. Not, <laughs> I mean, we would, you know, if we were to hear a man say that, we'd be, What a big fat jerk. And yet we do the same thing to God when He pours His love out yeah. to us and He pours the steps that we need right in front of us. And we go, Eh, I heard that 13 years ago in VBS. I don't need this. But it's having a heart after God yes. and saying, Lord, there's something on these. And if you've had them go 15 parts, if you there's have them go 73 yeah. parts, then there's something in here I need. There's a reason you won't let them move off of this. So I'm going to tune in. And if I missed one, I'm going to go back and watch it. Because if you're in it, I don't want to miss any of it. I'm going to get all the goody out. I'm going to watch part 15 and I'm going to watch it again. I'm going to get every ounce that you have for me because you are always leading me to triumph because you love me yeah. and I want all of you. I'm hungry for you. And that's the key. Are you coming hungry yes. when you come to these broadcasts, when you go to church, when you serve God each and every day, when you wake up and your eyes open up and your feet hit the floor, are you operating in that day hungry for righteousness, hungry for more of God? Because he says those who hunger and thirst for righteousness will be filled. Yes. So are you hungering for God? Don't look at this and say, well, this is for leaders and pastors and ministers. And well, you know, I'm not. I'm just, you know, I just come to church. Well, if you're a child of God, you're called to be a leader. You just may not know it yet. So honey, yes. tune in. Find yes. out who you are. You just don't know who you are yet. You don't know how important you are. Hunger for yes. all of God. Don't hunger to be the wallflower. I was there. I was the wallflower. I hungered to find the wall that I could blend into <laughs> so nobody would see me. And yet I was miserable. But when I got a hold of God, yeah. I was like, Lord, I don't know what this is. It's stretching me. And there are muscles that I'm using I didn't know I had. And it doesn't necessarily feel good every day to my flesh. But my spirit was so hungry for more of him that I couldn't wake up a day yeah. and not hunger for him and not seek him and not allow my shepherd to stretch me and not allow my husband to stretch me. So wake up and wake up the hunger within you and say, if you've not been hungry, Lord, I've not been hungry. I admit it. 
Everyone has been there. We've been there. But wake up and say, Lord, I want to hunger for you. I want to hunger and thirst for your righteousness. So I'm going to choose to not feast on anything else. I'm going to choose to feast on you. Because if you're not hungry for God, it's because you're full of something else. That's right. So you stop putting in the junk. You stop putting in the worldly crap. You know, turn off the TV if that's what it takes. Tune out the people if that's what you need. But get in the word of God. Get in his anointed teachings like these and say, Lord, there's something for me here. I'm not moving until I find it. I'm not moving until I'm filled because your word tells me if I hunger and thirst, I shall be filled. I'm a person after your heart. You have something in this for me and I will find it today. When you find that, you'll find that you're hungry for tomorrow. You're hungry for what God's going to bring you tomorrow. Like you're setting a timer. I've got a timer on my phone. It goes off every day at 1155 because whether I'm able to be here or not, I have a hunger to be here. Like I'll hide out in the bathroom and take an extra long potty break if I need to just to get (laughs) 10 minutes. You think I'm joking, but I don't. I mean, there's some days that work won't let me, you know, not because there's like, you can't do this, but just it's a busy day but yet I'm so hungry for him. I'll go hide in a closet somewhere just to get, it's like, you know, a druggie taking a hit. And I'm just like, I've got to have a little bit of this. I know what's right is on. I know the word of God is here. And so when I'm having a day, I'll, you know, I'll go and I'll pull up the Bible and I'll get in here. It's like, oh, thank you, Lord. I'll get on what's right, even if it's only for seven minutes and go, oh, That is so good. There's God. Because when I come expecting, I receive. Yeah, well, put in the comments right now, I will have covenant loyalty and diligence. I walk in covenant loyalty and diligence. I walk in covenant loyalty and diligence. We need to be the kind of people that walk in there. I want to tell you a story real quick of of honoring the anointing and having a loyalty to it. So several years ago, uh, the Lord, when he led me into an extended fast. Now, I'm going to tell you because I want you to understand the situation. I want you to see it fully because it's important to diligence and loyalty and the covenant of God and honoring him. In covenant loyalty, honor and diligence... So here it is, I, from uh, September to October, I fasted no solid food, this several years ago, fasted no solid food for 40 days, all right? Lost a lot of weight, but I was so hungry for God, I said, Lord, I've got to do this. I knew he was calling me to it, and he gave me supernatural strength to make it through. So then, when I got to the end of that, uh, he said, I want you to fast again. And I wasn't sure if it was 40 days, but that's what it ended up being again. And I want you to know that when I started doing that fast again for 40 days, no solid food, uh, instantly within the first week, I felt like I was on the last week of the first uh, 40 days. So in other words, physically, I was drained much quicker in this one than I was the other one. And uh, I was instantly there. Well... Uh, during at the end of the first 40 day fast I was at a meeting and the anointing of God was there and it cracked a crust a hardness that I had over my life 
there was some, I won't get into details, but basically I ended up just the anointing was flowing through me and I was just crying in tears of joy and a good brokenness. You yeah. know, it was like this, the Lord had broken that hold that had been on me. And in that meeting, they asked us to sign up for something pertaining to the anointing that had been released during that meeting. So uh, then I was called. This was down in Tampa at Pastor Rodney's, Dr. Rodney's. And uh, all of a sudden, I heard, uh, I, they said, we're going to contact you. I said, okay. Well, a couple of months went by, and I hadn't heard anything. So now I, I finished the first fast. Now I started at the new year uh, another fast, and I was already feeling this physical draining very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. So I'm a few weeks into this fast, and I get a phone call from Dr. Rodney saying, hey, we're going to meet uh, basically next week or two weeks from now. Mm -hmm. We're going to have this meeting. And I said, I, and now we're in the new year. I'm fasting. I don't feel like I have energy to go do that. I don't. Physically, I don't want to go do that. Not only that, I'm busy. Like, give me a month to get down there, not two weeks. Right. Don't, don't just, you know, don't you know that we're busy? Can't you give me more time? <laughs> and so I was thinking you should have, and my first thought was, you should have given people more time than this. This is, I don't, I, I can't make that. And so then... Uh, as soon as I did that, but I always, I seek the Lord on yeah. it because I've learned Brian doesn't know everything. And, but that was my flesh response in the middle of fasting. <laughs> and, the old holy one. <laughs> and in, the Lord instantly said to me, hear these words, are you going to honor the anointing yeah. that you were in that's the reason why you're getting this phone call? Well, that's all he had to say. <laughs> end as of soon, conversation. Yeah, that was the end of the conversation. As soon as he asked me that, and write that in the comments, are you going to honor the anointing of God? You need to ask yourself that question. Are you going to honor the anointing of God? And this is what he asked me. He said, you're receiving that phone call and that invitation because you signed up because of an anointing. Yeah. Are you going to honor that anointing? I said, my thoughts immediately, you know, how can I not? Right. I'm going to honor that anointing. Many times, and watch this, many times people will be in a service, the anointing of God is there, the anointing tells them to do something. Mm -hmm. The anointing gives them instructions, and they say, okay, yes, I'm going to do it. They get back home, or they get into the week, they forget about it, they stop making it a priority, and it slips away. It just completely slips away. And they've not now honored the anointing. So many times what happens is people never fulfill their destiny. We want you to fulfill your destiny. Yeah. But it comes down to an honor and a loyalty of these things. So one of the things that we see here is when I got down there, and, and understand how I got down there. I'm fasting at this time, I had already made a promise to my daughter. I will be here at this event. Uh, she was at a STEM school at mm -hmm. night. So I had to drive her and I made a promise. I will be uh, there. And I made a promise to her. All of a sudden, what I realize is the day that I need to be there is in the morning, like Wednesday morning. 
I'm, I have to be here with my daughter Tuesday night until like 9 o'clock at yep. night, and I need to be in Tampa Wednesday morning. And, and at that particular time, I didn't have the money to buy a plane ticket just like this. This was last minute. It was expensive to fly down there. So this is 12 hours of driving. And again, the question rings in my ears and in my spirit. Are you going to honor the anointing? Because yeah. now it's even harder than it was before to get there because I need to uphold. My daughter needed me to uphold my word to her. Yeah. But are you, am I going to uphold the anointing? So I said, Lord, you're going to have to strengthen me. So here's what it meant. While I was fasting, I was low on energy because this was the second extended fast. So I'm like doubly low on energy mm -hmm. physically but from food. At the end of the second. Yeah. And then I'm going to be with my daughter Tuesday night. And then I've got to drive 12 hours through the night to be there the next morning with on zero energy yeah. i'm already wanting to sleep all the time i've got to drive through the night it was a rough drive i'm going to tell you it was a rough drive but i said lord i trust you to get me there and i don't recommend people just go do stuff like this uh unless you've heard from god That's i knew it. i'd heard from god the word. i knew i'd heard from god i said lord i'm trusting you to get me there and lord i'm going to honor your anointing i got there that morning i went into the class here's what i didn't know um, the Lord, oh, he, I was also asking the Lord a specific question. Mm -hmm. I was asking him something very specifically pertaining to my life and my uh, responsibility as a pastor at Boomerang. I was asking a specific question. So I get there, I have no idea what's going on, but the day I get there, Pastor Rodney is actually, for the first time in all of his ministry, I think he's 40 years of ministry, He's having a groundbreaking service to build a new building. He's never done it before. He's not done it since. But let me tell you, because I honored the anointing to get there. Man, I feel the Holy Spirit yeah. all over this. Because I honored the anointing to get there, I found myself under an anointing and an impartation for buildings that we were also praying for. We needed a new building. And I received, and I could tell, and as soon as he started preaching, you could feel the impartation of that anointing for property and building. And I, I was sitting there like, man, this is why I wanted, and God said, this is part of the reason why I wanted you to be here. Not only to honor the anointing from before, but I, want, I had this in store for you. Had you not honored the anointing, you would not even know that you had missed it. Yeah. You would have no idea. We go through the... Uh, groundbreaking ceremony I feel and he preached a word that day dig a ditch and I'll fill it so see how important it is to me this is years ago I, dig a ditch and I'll fill it he preached a word man that anointing came in and all of a sudden I knew that we had an anointing for whatever building it was the power of God was there it was a precious two mm -hmm. days that I had that's all I could be down there Precious two days, but I honored the anointing. God gave me another anointing, and while I'm on the way home, driving home, the Lord speaks to me directly, and that question that I'd had, he gave me the answer to that question. Do I, would I have gotten the answer to that question? Probably later on, but because I positioned myself with a covenant loyalty and honor, I think I received that much sooner yeah. than I would have otherwise, yeah. and he answered exactly what I needed to know. 
Will we honor the anointing of God? Amen. Even when it's not convenient. Especially when you it's know, not so convenient. You know, so many people, I'm thinking, you know, so many people will be presented with an opportunity like that and they'll see the calendar, they'll see the commitment, they'll see the end of the fast, they'll see the no money for a flight, yeah. and they'll say, well, this can't be God because it's not easy and light. And they'll, they'll kind of twist that, that scripture and what it means. And, it, well, it can't be God because it's not easy and light. But it's knowing his word. It's knowing that peace that passes understanding. And when you know the word and you know how the anointing moves, you'll have that peace that passes yes. understanding that says, you know what? It's not convenient for me. I am going to have to give up something like a night of sleep. Yeah. But I know, I know that God is leading me to this. There is a draw that I can't resist. There is, you know, when I think about not going, I'm just, yeah. I just don't feel right. But when I think about going, is it going to stink driving through the night? Maybe, but I just know I've got to be there. And so you've got to be willing to go and to seek the anointing when it doesn't feel to your flesh yeah. easy and light. But meantime, your spirit is going, go, go, go get it. Yes. There's something for you there. And it's you never go to head logic. You never go to how you feel. But yeah. you go to that peace that passes understanding in your heart. You go to the word that you have when the anointing was present. And that's what Pastor did. He had a word under the anointing. He knew that we were called to do what the anointing was leading us to do. And then months later, when it was inconvenient, we had to stand by that leading under the anointing. Yes. Amber, I see your question. I'm going to answer that in just a second. Uh, but one of the things that I want to say, I, I see that Justin uh, is online. Uh, Justin uh, felt called. Let me give you another example of this, of honoring the anointing. Justin felt the anointing of God to become a pilot. He desired to become a pilot. And uh, it actually started... And then he had stopped for a while, and then he was in a service, and the anointing of God started to place it in his heart to become a pilot. So since then, he's become a commercial pilot. He's being licensed in, in many things. And uh, he's actually teaching and training people to become pilots now. But I want to give you an idea of this. So because he was there, there was one meeting I knew the Lord wanted me to go to, but I had a commitment back here on Friday morning. Yeah. And I was trying to get back to that. I knew it was supposed to be there. Because Justin uh, had given himself to be a pilot, what was interesting was it was a stretch for us to go and to pay for us to go, go there. Uh, but while we were there, the Lord paid for the whole trip. You know, He paid for the whole trip. Had he, would we have uh, walked in that blessing had we not stepped out in faith? No. But the Lord paid for every right. cost of that trip. And because Justin had honored the anointing, I was able to fulfill my commitment back here on early in the morning uh, to get back because he honored that. Not only that, but he received while he was Amen. there as well on yeah. that trip. And, and it's such a big thing. What he did was such an important thing, and it's so important to me. That day, I come back, I honor the commitment 
that I had. I go into a meeting, a little Bible study that, I'm, that I was having. That day, there's a person that came into that Bible study. I've never seen them before, and I've never seen them after that. That day, that person gave their life to Christ, and they'll be in heaven because... Justin honored the yeah. anointing, and we honor the anointing to move in faith Amen. and be where we needed to be Amen. on those days. This is how it works. But there's many things that are missed, uh, not that God's not going to fulfill them. He'll fulfill them. He'll just use somebody else. Right. I'm looking for the people. We're looking for the people that says, Lord, don't pass by me. Yeah. I'll honor. Yeah. I will esteem. I will give myself to covenant like Jonathan did with David. I will be diligent and I'm going to honor what God tells me to do. You know, in our society today, we're right now in a series uh, called It's Time for an Awakening. Why is it time for an awakening? Because you have a whole society that won't even honor uh, the anointing by the Holy Ghost that says, don't forsake the assembling of the saints. They'll sit it. I'm not just talking about during the lockdown, but we've had drive-in service. We've assembled every week with complete social distancing. The number really hasn't gone up, even though we were one of the only ones. We are not awake to honoring the anointing and being in covenant when the anointing said, do not forsake assembly. Yep. Do not forsake it. Before the lockdown, where were the churches being filled? There's no honor. There's no covenant loyalty in this society. But God's saying right now, the people that will honor me, I'll be I'll able honor. to use. Yep. Because if they won't do it in a big time or in a little time, they won't be able to do it in a big time. When I start pouring out my honor and my exaltation, I'm not going to, God, he's already made these promises in the word. I'm not going to pour it out on the people that didn't know how to go beforehand. Yeah. You know, if they're brand new born again, okay, they didn't know before. I'm going to pour it out on the people that knew what to do and they did it yeah. even when it wasn't popular. Amen. Many times, Taylor says, you know, you're touching on something I prayed about privately. The anointing and moments of impartation come at a cost and there's levels we cannot access without it. That is 100% true. There is a cost to it. And, but here's the key to it. The cost, Jesus will pay the way. That's right. He will, pay, he will give seed to the sower, but the question is, are we willing to pay the cost even if he didn't? That's a question we have to answer in our heart. So, hey, Charlotte, good to see you. Anything, because I'm going to change topics a little bit. Anything before we change? So uh, Amber was asking earlier about how do we know what the voice of God is? So a couple of things on that, Amber. Number one, Buddy Crabtree's on here. He just wrote a book about how to be led by God. Uh, Buddy, if you want to, put the, uh, put the link up there so that they can buy that book. They need to. It's, it's a good book. We've talked about it. And, uh, but here's the other thing, Amber. Uh, I'm talking constantly throughout messages all the time on how to hear the voice of God because that is a number one thing. The word says if you be willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. Mm -hmm. And as a good pastor, I want every person that I'm called to be a pastor to to eat the best. But God also says this, I'm not withholding any good thing from those who walk uprightly. But how can we be obedient and step into the wisdom of God? He's not withholding wisdom from us. How can we be obedient if we can't hear him? Yeah. 
So God wants us to hear him. That is absolutely the will of God that we know what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. God wants us to know these things and have his wisdom. And he says, if we lack wisdom, he'll give it to us. So we must learn how to be led by God. And there's a lot of things. This is not the session today. But I'll tell you this. I'm working on it right now to put out a podcast that goes over a 13 points on how to be led by God. And we'll share that. I'm, I'm looking to finish it any time. It's just a matter of sitting down and doing it. I've already got the notes, but I want you to have that information. Amber, remind me, and we will share that with you. Uh, Barrett's sitting here too. Make a note for me that when we get that podcast out, uh, that we get it to Amber so that she can have that. Because you do need to know how to hear from God. There's the link from uh, Buddy right there. And you can go and buy his book. And I recommend it. You should. Buddy is a man of God. He's got a heart after God. And uh, he's a faithful man. And he's, a, he's studied to show himself approved. Yeah. He's, he's growing. And he'll tell you, I'm growing. But he's just put out that book. And I'm excited to get into it and read it. And then, uh, Amber, amen. And what you'll see is that God wants to give you that. And so go to God right now and just say, go to James chapter 1. Look around verse 5. It says, those who lack wisdom, let them ask God and God will give freely and without rebuke or without uh, giving you some harsh correction. Mm -hmm. He wants you to have wisdom, but ask in faith. So say, Lord, I'm asking you for wisdom and I know that you're going to give me the wisdom Amen. that I need. But another part of hearing, this is huge. If you want to know the will of God and have the wisdom of God, you must say yes to the things he's already told you to do. And as he brings up new things, always tell God yes, never tell him no. And you will, you will walk in that. Kimberly Howard, awesome to see you. Uh, Sharla, Kimberly, both of y'all are in Dallas area. And uh, welcome to the broadcast. Kimberly, we love you so much. I'm, I've been praying for you. I'm actually, I need to get on the phone with you. God's given me some things to speak to you and give to you. Uh, and God is raising you up. And, there, and I want you to know God is moving in your life even more than what you know right now. God's moving in your life, Kimberly. Give yourself to him in all humility and hunger and watch what he can do. Let's get on the phone and talk very soon. All we got to do is schedule a phone call. We can do it. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. Amen. Buddy put uh, the first part of my podcast. Thank you, buddy, for putting that up there. And uh, glory to God. So now, remember, say yes to God. Say yes quickly. Mm -hmm. That it has everything to do with our leading. Many people are not hearing for God, from God because their conscience has been seared because when God's told them something to do, they've not done it. One of the first great things that you can do is be at church. Be there as often as you can be there every time the doors are open. If a church that you're planted in is doing a broadcast, get on there. Listen to it because, like, for instance, I don't just come, you know, it's a lot easier for me not to do these broadcasts. <laughs> a lot easier. This, it messes up my daily flow to come and do the broadcast, especially at noon. I, I, I can't get in a full day's workflow. But God's told me to do these, and I, he's not telling me for no reason. But the loyal and the covenant 
and the diligent and the honor, honorable people, they'll say, God's given him a daily word and that daily word is for me because yeah. he's planted me in that church. Yeah. Many people are not esteeming that and so they don't have the words that they need when they face the things that they face. So we love you and uh, it's awesome. All right, let's see here. Charlotte says, love you guys. We love you too. Amen. Hi, Angela. She was on here too. Angela is. Yeah. Amen. Colleen, may I get one too? I have heard him a lot and sometimes I don't understand him. I love you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Glory to God. You got anything on that? No. <laughs> she said, no. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, there's Angela Brown. Hi. Hello. Well, we love you. And uh, let's just pray. Listen, if you haven't shared the broadcast yet, share it. If you have already shared it, don't share it twice, um, <laughs> but just share it once. Oh, some people think that if they share it five times, it helps. It actually can work against it. So yeah. just share it one time. I don't know. Yeah. But if you haven't shared it, share it because what we talked about, it might not be just for you. You know a lot of people that probably could benefit by what we talked yeah. about. And uh, we're going to continue on in this series. Give yourself to this. Yes. Give yourself to it. There's, there's times where I've given myself to scriptures I thought I knew and I did have revelation on. And then all of a sudden I just say, Lord, I'm going to honor you mm -hmm. in it. And all of a sudden he starts unpacking things out of there. I couldn't even see. And because he is so good yeah. and there's so many levels to him of his goodness yeah. that it's like he doesn't run out of stuff. He doesn't mm -hmm. run out of revelation. Uh, I'm seeing things now in 1 Samuel I've never seen before. Why? Because we've just spent time there. We've spent time meditating on it. We've spent time. I love it. Even uh, I remember one big one that came was a couple of weeks ago in uh, 1 Samuel 15, I think it was, where he was talking about uh, I'm, I'm looking for obedience, not sacrifice. Then he talks about the sin of uh, divinity or witchcraft and the sin of insubordination. Mm -hmm. And some major pieces came out of that that have already helped a lot of people. I'd never seen it before until a few weeks ago. Yeah. That's how the Lord does. When you are a covenant loyal person, diligent and honorable, God can feed you stuff all the time. But many people, they don't want to pay the price like what Taylor was saying. But we need to. We need to pay that price all the time because God's worth it. Yes. Where would I be without God? I wouldn't right. even have the ability to think. So why should I take my day and live for me? I need to live for him. I would be dead without him. My life is not designed just for me to live selfishly on my own. My life is his and it needs to be given to him. Well, you've seen so many people. You know, you look at you know, the big names or Hollywood or whatever. So many people living for themselves. And yet the reason they die from overdose or, you know, suicide or whatever is because they're living empty. They're not really yes. living. They're walking around empty because yeah. all they've done is lived for self. They've never lived for a bigger purpose, for something higher. And so then they wonder, why am I so empty? Why am I so miserable? But when you get into his word, when you say yes to where he plants you, where yeah. he plants you, when you say yes to those things, what you find out is the Lord is good yes. and his mercy endures forever. Yeah. So he tells us, you know, my ways are not your ways. You're not going to understand everything. You can't. The reason why is because our God is that big. Yeah. 
He is that good. Like it doesn't make sense how good God is. It doesn't make sense why he blesses the way he blesses. But when God is love, it's all he can do. All he can do is get his goodness to you, get his blessings to you, get his love to you. That is who he is. Yes. That's in everything he's doing. He is seeking to lead you to triumph. He's yes. seeking to lead you past the hurdles, past the speed bumps, into his goodness, into his grace. You know, we've talked about it before. People that we didn't think deserved the blessing of God because they're walking outside his will, and yet we watch and God's blessing them. Yes. And we ask, and it's like, Lord, why are you doing that? We know they're doing wrong. He said, I know, but I love them. Yes. He's looking for every little nook and cranny to feel in your life with his love. And when you get that inside of you, get it inside of you. I don't know all the answers. I don't know the whys. I don't know the hows, but I know who. I know my God is love. Yes. And I know if he's asking me to do it, if he's leading me to it, then his love is in it and I'll be blessed through it. Yes. So get that in you. I may not know the whys. I may not know the hows, but I know the who. Yeah. And even if you don't know him fully, let me rephrase that. You won't know him fully. You won't know all that he is because he is so big. We know that as we get to heaven, we're going to find that there are facets of God that we didn't even have a yeah. clue of. He is so much greater than we have any idea. So you just get it down in you. No matter what, God is good. And no matter what, I will be a man or a woman after the heart of God yeah. because it's a heart of love. When you do that, you won't have a life empty. You won't have a life in despair. You won't have a life of turmoil. You'll have a life of goodness because as you abide in him and you allow him to abide in you, his goodness and his blessings will reign. The persecutions will come. The weapons will come, but you'll find that they come to naught yeah. because the hand and protection and love of God is all around you. It truly will be like you living in a love bubble because as you keep your yes. eyes on God, you will not fail. You will not be harmed. You will not be led astray. You will not have anything less than the blessing of God. Yes. But you've got to get it in your head. I am living a life after the heart of God, no less. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Well, just pray. Uh, pray, lead them in prayer, lead anybody. We thank you for being with us, but yeah. we just want these things. It's been yeah. such a great broadcast. We just want these things to be sealed in your life. And so just lead them in the well, prayer. Well, first of all, if there's anybody watching that hasn't committed to Christ, or maybe you have before, but you've kind of walked away and you're wanting to rededicate your life. You're wanting to say today on Thursday, whatever day it is in May, I'm Thursday, May 7th, I'm deciding, Lord, I've stepped away or I've never stepped in and I'm hungry for you. And I've heard today that if I hunger, I'll be filled. So if you're choosing today 
to dedicate your life to being a man or a woman after the heart of God, then pray this with me. Father, we thank you for your son. Jesus, I know that you are my Lord and my Savior. You died for me and my sins, and you were raised up. And when you were raised, I was raised with you, a new creation in Christ, completely yeah. forgiven, completely clean. And Lord, today I dedicate my life to you. Thank you, Father. Today, Lord, you call the shots and I obey. Thank you, Father. I am a person after your own heart. Fill me, Lord, with your Holy Spirit. Fill me with your fire. I walk in obedience to your word in Jesus' name. And Father, right now we just pray for the blessings of God on each and every person listening today. Lord, we pray for the blessings of God on each and every person watching this and listening to the replay. Be it 2032, your word yeah. is true. Your yes. love is timeless. Your blessings are timeless. Lord, we call the blessings and the will of God to be done in them and through them as it is in heaven. Father, we are a people after your heart. Lord, here we are. Send us. Yes. We are a people that will do the right thing for long periods of time. We are the people that hear your voice, know your voice, and follow it in every way, in everything that we do. Yes, and Lord, you. we just give our lives to you. Lord, fill us today. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. Your word tells us to be being filled. That's not just a prayer for new converts. Lord, be being filled means daily you are yes. filling us. So Lord, fill me today yes. with your Holy Spirit and fire. Fill me, Lord, because we are hungry. We are hungry and thirsty and Lord, per your word, we command to be filled now in yeah. Jesus' name. Your word tells us to come boldly to the throne. Father, we thank you for your grace within our lives. Lord, send loyal people to surround us in our lives today, Lord. I thank you that we are a loyal people. We sow loyalty into you. We sow loyalty into your kingdom, and we will reap loyal friends, yes. loyal family, because we have sown your word and we will reap it. And Father, we thank you for it. We thank you for your word today. We thank you for your anointing today. Father, I just command anything that you have led us to under the anointing of this word today, give us the strength, give us the faith to walk it out even on the days when it isn't convenient, Lord. Father, I praise you for your leading I praise you for your blessing, and Lord, Thank I you, praise Father. you for your love. We command the blessing of God to be in each and every person's lives today as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Glory to God. Father, we just thank you yes. for that sealing, your seal. Lord, helping us to seal it, to know the right choices and strengthening us to make those choices of covenant loyalty, honor, hunger and humility, and diligence, Lord. Let us be your people that walk in that in Jesus' name. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. 
Well, thank you for joining with us. If you'd like to give today, you're welcome to. You've got instructions there on Facebook. You can just type in the comments, hashtag donate, or on YouTube or anywhere else, you can put in, uh, go to givebc.org. Of course, it's free. Nobody has to give, but if you'd like to sow, or you'd like to give in honor of the anointing, that's, that's how it works. And uh, that is actually biblical. A, yep. lot of, a lot of people don't know that, but sometimes when you hear a word, it's important. Okay, I honor what I just heard. I honor what I was just given. And that's how they seal it within themselves yeah. to be those people. That's what it says in the New Testament when it says that you give to the ones who work, do, do the work of God yeah. in your life, who teach, who preach. You give to them. Uh, what you're doing is you're saying that I'm going to make sure that the gospel is sent. Yeah. How can they hear it unless they have a preacher? And how can they have a preacher unless he's sent? So you're saying, Lord, I'm honoring that. I'm going to esteem it and I'm going to join in covenant. If nothing else, on this broadcast, on this message, I'm going to seal that. And so a lot of times that's what people need to do. Yep. Uh, but if you don't feel led to do that, that's not for you. Uh, if we want people to give because they want to, so yep. it's always free. That's what we're doing. So, Amen. We love you and uh, are excited about what God's going to do in your life because He's got great, and mighty plans to give you a future and a hope for you to fare well and not for calamity. Amen. He has no plans for your calamity in Jesus' name. That's how I knew we were going to be all right with the coronavirus because I know. God has no plans, Jeremiah 29, 11. He's got no plans yep. for our calamity. It's Amen. as simple as that. Amen. <laughs> we love you. Hey, your mom just jumped on. Your mom. Hi, Mama. I love you. <laughs> we love y'all. Have a great, great day. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. I'm gonna go